you could say whatever you want about me. You could say what, what you think. Many people told me what a man is and was a man. Women have told me, men have told me, they've told me what a man is supposed to do and what he, and, and he's supposed to do. And, and I'll tell you this, that is their biggest prison. The way they think that the world is supposed to be based on their experience and everybody should follow it. That's what keeps them, you know, upset. And um, I'm not going to subscribe to it. But if you want to, then you can. But just know, last thought is that you're free to do what you want. It's your life, you know, your situation. Why don't you own it? Own it and embrace it. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidimo Wanaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to Journey to Fatherhood podcast. Guys, again, we have an amazing guest all the way from across the shores, even further than the shores, all the way from America. We have Glenn Graham today. And before I even go into who he is and what he does, I just want you to understand that these conversations that we have on the podcast every week, they are conversations of things that are already going on that people are generally interested in talking about. These are not issues that are just put on people is because there's a common interest and people generally want to come on the show and i appreciate all the speakers so with every speaker you're listening to if you have the chance get a pen get a paper make notes if you also want to go back go back to the episodes don't just listen to it in the background because people have taken out time to come here and share and trust me it takes a lot for people to even come on a platform to talk about what they really are passionate about so without further ado we have glenn graham all the way from the united states excellent hi guys like i said all the way from the united states glenn graham we actually met on clubhouse we didn't know each other personally but i was listening to a lot of his clubhouse rooms and for those of you that are on clubhouse check him out is glenn the graham glenn graham 4.0 so make sure you check them out, Glenn Graham 4.0. I'll also put those details in the descriptions. So when I was on Clubhouse, I he has a room called he has a room called Small Room Great Value. And what was amazing about that was everyone was given an opportunity to come on the platform or to say something, to contribute, or ask questions. What I found interesting is the way he welcomed people. And we were catching up a few days ago, and you talked about over time you've learned that it's important to manage how much you talk because so many people have so much to say and this time it's your time to talk and because I know you have so much value to bring and so to give you a bit more insight of Glenn Graham he's a podcaster 95 killers check that out he's wearing the hat if you can't see the hat that means you're not watching from our YouTube channel <laughs> and you need to go to our YouTube channel subscribe and watch and he's got like I said podcast 95 killers he's representing and it's a business podcast that also talks about entrepreneurial lifestyle. And they're currently on season three. Now, most podcasts don't make it past a few episodes. He's on season three. So you could tell that there's so much value that's come on the podcast 
people from all walks of life. He's a um, social media strategist. He's an entrepreneur. And in general, he's a consultant as well in different areas of life and entrepreneurship. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast. Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be here, my brother. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be here and, and talk with you. Likewise. Thank you very much for coming here, guys. Just to let you know, Glenn is so cooperative. We actually just hashed this out a few days ago. So for him <laughs> to come here, I really appreciate the time. And that's why I said, get your pens and your notepads out because we're going to talk with great value, respect, irrespective of how long we're talking for. It's going to be great. So straight from the get go, I've always been interested in understanding what's the drive behind what people, why people do what they do. And we had a, a chance to catch up two days ago on a phone call. And you talked about various areas of life that's kind of molded you and helped you become the man that you are right now. Everyone listening here, we have, we have a higher ratio of women, actually, female listeners, despite the um, concept of Journey's Father, we do have a lot of female listeners. So for me, I wanted us to address something, a question I ask every man that comes here. What does being a man what does a man, what is a man to you? I know it's a very vague question, but I'm interested to see how people interpret that question. Man, it's, it's very difficult to define, like, right? Yeah. What being a man is because, and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm skeptical to do it because it, it's ever changing, right? And, and I don't represent every man. So, you know, what happens is like when we get in certain spaces, like I typically don't do, um, for example, uh, conversations about it. Because yeah. sometimes when when um, when I've heard men speak on it, what it means to be a man, whatever they put out there, it starts becoming a collective, almost like depending on who they are, people mm. start to to form the conversation. So what I would like to um, pose to the stage would just be um, or to the conversation would just be what we are is a sum of our of, of what we go through in life, our experiences. Yeah. Um, what we've been taught and a, and a culmination of all that together, it, it, what you believe also, like so, that, so you have all the things that you've been taught, then you've, you've gotten to a point where you realize that there's things that you were taught that don't necessarily add up to what you were taught, like Absolutely. what being a man is. And so for me, it's always changing. So I don't want to define it. Um, I think a, a man is, um, a woman is, that's my you know <laughs> okay I, I see i see the soul that's a nice one a man is listen that's a that's a first i'll, I'll be honest that's the first one. and i like that because it's also one of those things that we talk with so many speakers that come on and you're right it's easy to have your own definition of what a man is being influenced by someone else without you even realizing it's been so a man is and you got to fill that up for yourself, what you believe it is and how it crafts you and what you think is best fit suited for that. Right. And yeah. that's, that's, I think that's a great way to start. So let's talk about that mindset. A man is because a lot of people, their identity is not even really their identity. It's been formulated by someone else. So what makes, who is Glenn Graham when it comes to behind the, aside from the accolades, aside from the roles and things like that, who is the man that is Glenn Graham? Um, who Glenn Graham is, is, is change, okay. um, evolution, always evolving, uh, questioning, um, admitting 
um, admitting failure, mm. admitting ignorance. Um, ignorance is just lack of understanding, right? So people think of ignorance and oh, well, you know, you're ignorant. You can learn, right? Um, you could try to understand. And I think the more I understand, the more, like, I don't know. I can't tell you per se. Like, I think that a, a work in progress forever, right. <laughs> uh, a student and a teacher, I'm a student and a teacher. I, I teach people. I learn a lot. Um, and I, I master, I'm a master of nothing because the moment you say that you mastered something, to me, you start to, you know, people would say you stop growing because okay. being being called the master doesn't allow you the the grace to say I don't know something. So there's things that I don't know. And I love the power of I don't know because people would people will get on this, this this platform and probably they told you all that they think what a man is because you know it's it's very funny to say I I really don't know. I'm I'm learning what it means to be a mm. a person, a human being because a man is just like a sum if you think about what they classify a man to be, these are all things that people have come up with their own interpretations. And sometimes we're carrying those things which they can be liberating, but they could also be a, a jail to you okay. because you think you have to behave a certain way, even if you don't think that's that's what you want to do. You you're fought you're, you're you're running the program that someone else has set for you. So I'm always challenging that. So um, hopefully that makes sense. You, you made a great point right there, and in the last sentence you mentioned people trying to be what they think or do what they think they should do, or what a man is. So let us start by now addressing what a man shouldn't be in the sense of, we talked about this two days ago when we were having a phone conversation, the title, the phrase toxic masculinity. And we talked about it. You asked me what I think it means. And I shared that with you. And I wanted to know with you in terms of, despite a lot of, you know, awareness of what, how we should be all expressive of what we're going through and things like that, where there's more awareness for men to be, I guess, again, this is not trying to put men in a box, but the issue of toxic masculinity comes up quite a lot. And it's an area where some people are misunderstood in terms of how to tackle it or how to talk about it. Mm. My thing has always been when I have guests come on a podcast, the aim is to dispel a lot of myths about men as much as possible that aren't true. For example, the idea that men don't cry. Um, that's a very common one that a lot of young boys grow up to think that that's true or men have to assert their power through aggression and those things dispelling that. Whilst we start on that, I want us to talk about what does that, what, what are your thoughts on how people could tackle toxic masculinity if they've been surrounded by it or if they're currently an example of toxic masculinity? Hmm, man, it's a lot. Because you know, you said a lot in that. And so the thing is, you talked about little boys. Hmm. And and for the first starter, little boys are taught different than little. Let's start there. Let's start. I love that you start with little boys. Let's start yeah. with little boys. Um, little boys are taught different set of rules and values than little girls are taught. That's the first problem right there. So here's the problem, and I'll give you an example. I was at a at a a um a birthday party for one of my my cousins, my little cousins. And he was going around and he was grabbing the butts and the breasts of yeah. the women in the party, right? And he was only he's only about like I think he might be four. I forget how old. He's about four or something like that. But you know, hey. kids at some point. And so 
the women was like, oh, my God, he's going to be a, he's going to be like a, a ladies man. He's going to be a ladies man. If he continues that until his he's our age, he's going to be in jail if that's the case. Right. So yeah. the first problem right there is that they attributed that he's going to be a ladies man because he was grabbing women's butts and they were laughing and moving his hand. And and, you know, they didn't take it so seriously. Mm. I saw something completely different. I saw that if that was a young girl and she was sitting on the laps of every guy in the party and uh, one of the guys goes to the father and says, hey, your daughter's going to be some dumb lady, man. The way she moves around, mm. that it would be taken totally different. So why is it that little boys are encouraged to do those kind of things and little girls are not? Isn't that two different messages? It starts there. How you how you teach children? Yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 a good and that's a good example, a real life example, because that's something even right now. Sometimes I find myself joking about it, but I have to remind myself. Okay, so what does this look like ten years from now? Because it's it's all about those foundations, and it's good that you also took us back to young boys. We're gonna do we're gonna do something very interesting here. So what? I want to find out if you're okay with this. I want you to take on us on a journey about, okay, take us on a journey as Glenn, as a young boy and how that experience with, you know, of course, journey to fatherhood is about identifying areas where men can be better or can learn better. How was Glenn Graham growing up as a young boy in terms of how he started molding as a man? So at the age of, let's start with an example of the boy at the age of four, and to uh, to teenagehood, adulthood, was there a present male role model there, all through that time? Yeah. So there's there's several. Um, my father is one. I have an older brother. Um, believe it or not, I mean, some guys m- don't mention this, but my sisters have been role models of what a man is for me. You know, oh, because okay. right? Because people think, oh, you got to look at the father, and no, women. They play a very big role. I got a sister, Sandra, for example. Um, I'll give you this example. Um, She taught me how to stick up for myself, but not even directly. She did it for herself. There was a woman in my old, I grew up in the the South Bronx in in the housing projects. And I remember there was this girl, I'll leave her name out of it, but but she was a a bit of a bully. And... um, my sister was a certain size and and I and and this girl was smaller than my sister not by much but but smaller and she traumatized the the the, the neighborhood all the girls like she would put this vaseline on her face and I seen her beat up many women in my wow. area young girl she was probably like around they probably was around maybe 12 my sister might have been like 12 this girl might have been like 13 maybe a little older than my sister right so yeah. she would hang around a group of girls in my housing projects and she would go beating up girls and I remember I was walking with my sister and the girls were walking behind us and my sister was like scared and, and the girl was like saying stuff to her and threw stuff at her and I said why are you scared of this girl and she was like oh because you know she can fight and I'm like you fight me you fight me and my brother and 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 we're men like we're little boys and you fight us like I mean I, I'm sure on one occasion she probably whipped my butt a few times probably if I could remember clearly um and so I was surprised at her response and I said you don't got to be afraid of that girl I said, you, you could totally do it. So anyway, 
the girl threw something at her one day and my sister decided to stick up for her. I made sure none of the girls jumped in. I said, listen, you know, they're going to fight. They're going to do one-on-one. And so oh. the girl, you know, she put the grease on her face. She got ready and, 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 and she threw like, she threw like probably two hits. She got two hits off my sister. Right. And that was the end of the fight. Um, my oh, sister. So you, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. My sister, uh, she beat that girl so badly. I mean, under the bench, this girl was under the bench in a fetal position when my sister was done. She didn't even know where she was, this, this girl, right? And I was excited. I was like, oh my God, that's what it looks like to defend yourself, right? And then, um, you know, because she wasn't a troublemaker and then she started crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? Um, she felt bad. Yeah, she wow. felt bad for the girl. I was like, wow. So she, so she taught me to defend myself, but she's also showed me respect for the other person you know that still care about their feelings even though this girl was a bully i was like we she should be celebrating she was crying and i'm like what the hell are you crying about but it made me realize that just because you you know it it, it was so it was so it was so deep you know what i mean i thought it was so deep because i was like i didn't understand it at the time it took me like a couple years later to get to grasp it but but it also taught me that when I beat somebody or I lost, that I could shake their hand and move on. That one little act showed me all of that. Now maybe there was something different there, but that's what I that's what I took from it. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's a that's a different that's a very interesting one, and it's it's good that you actually mentioned that because, for example, like this is a transparent conversation. It's good that you mentioned the role females can play in the life of a man. So growing yeah. up, my mother's been had to play the mother and the father role for quite a, a while. And sometimes I ask myself, my eldest brother is not that much older than me. It's only two years gap. And I, I actually have to realize how to treat a lady. And of course, people tend to associate just that, but just how to be strong and responsible. Because having to take up such a role, the role that my mother's been taking on for a while now, it just goes to show that you can learn from anything and apply it. There's no such thing as a man's character. This is where I guess humility is both, both genders. Respect is both genders. All of these things are things that you can pick up. So I'm happy that you pointed that out. This is really strong content. And guys, I hope you're still writing those notes because <laughs> this is great stuff right here. And so let's, let's go on that then. So you said that you're, you're, I'm taking it, you're, you had a present father, your father was present in your life as a young man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how was that relationship like? And how, what was the dynamics like with you and your father growing up? <sighs> My father was, um, he worked a lot and, yeah. um, you know, he, there was a lot of us, you know, to, it, it was like seven of us, you know, so it's a lot of. Wow. It's a lot to, yeah, it's a lot to manage, you know what I mean? Like to give each person the individual time. Most times that I saw my father was, you know, he helped me with my homework and um, make sure that I got my education and and that I stayed out of trouble. But that that's in terms of a relationship conversation. I don't think that I had a lot of conversations with him like that. My mother and I had more conversation. Um, okay. So even though he was in the home, like I said, it, have, it has to do a lot with he was had to go and 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 um, you know provide for the family. My mother also did here, so I got to see her work at one. My father owned and my mother owned a store when I was little, so 
So I got to see them both work as entrepreneurs. Then my father became a, a teacher down the road. But when it came down to interacting, he was more of a disciplinarian. And that's what that's the thing that I try to um, let people know in these roles. Sometimes as a man, you stuck in this role of being the one the enforcer and 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 other people get to keep their hands clean and and and, and it's good to have both feet my mother rarely if ever hit me i could count on my hand maybe once that she hit me or twice that i could think of or maybe ring my ears you know but my father he was the mm -hmm. disciplinarian so that when i when i saw him i thought executioner <laughs> i didn't think oh wow this is my dad yeah. let me let me i thought oh what did i do now i was i was only happy if nothing was happening where I had to see him. So it, it kind of put it, it, the problem with that, with being a disciplinarian is that it, it, you hold a lot of resentment. I know that a lot of stuff that he did was to make sure it was my benefit, but to a young person, it just seems like, you know, I can see it now. I tell him that now, cause I don't want him to ever feel, you know, that I don't understand. We lived in a great, a very rough neighborhood. Yeah. Um, he was doing the best that he could with what he knew. So I, I, I respect that about him, you know what I mean? And, and a, lot of that, a lot that he did, it did teach me principles um, to be a man of my word, uh, to not be a follower, to, to, to be a leader, and, and also to learn. You know, like you don't, the, the biggest problem that I find is that people think that they need to have an answer for everything. You don't need to have an answer or know the answer. Sometimes, like I said, the power is I don't know. The power not knowing is amazing because you can, you can say I don't know, and you can go learn so learning you know because like when i didn't know something with him sometimes i would try to bull get my way out but yeah. he knew that i didn't know it and he'd go well go look it up or go look in the encyclopedia and at first i'm like why don't you just tell me the answer i didn't understand that part of the journey was doing the research yourself finding out what you need to know mm. and depending on how your interest is in finding the answer to whatever is your problem or your issue it, it says a lot about what type of person you're going to become as an adult, as a man, as a woman. So I owe him that, that, you know, he didn't just give you answers. You had to go get the answers. I love that. Yeah. I really like that, especially the area of disciplinarian, how people take up roles. Sometimes it's even the reverse. I know, I know some people that they say that their mother was the disciplinarian and if they've ever got in trouble, they went to their fathers because the fathers will talk them out. And it's important that you talked about having a balance of everyone being able to love and also caution, being able to have both in a mix. And this is an area I really want to talk about because a lot of the men that we've had come on the podcast, majority of them don't didn't really, growing up, didn't really associate their fathers with someone that they could be transparent with because for them, it was more so a very almost formal relationship of course depend some people coming from very cultural families where it's very traditional in the way they okay your dad if you want to talk about anything about your feelings and emotions go to your mother if it's about school business work come to your father and it's good that you brought that up because i believe that this is something that needs to start changing because we will only do what we feel is the correct thing to do right and we need to start changing that and this is why i from the conversations you've been having on the clubhouse again guys check out his clubhouse make sure you um, connect small room great value the reason i keep repeating that clubhouse yes i don't mind shouting it out because some of the conversations you have there people are free to talk about what they've been going through and this is yes. why this week's episode is about 
um, last week's episode was about community. And mm. it then comes down to the fact, okay, so who do you have around your community? Now, you talked about the fact that you were able to have a very great relationship with the mother, as well as learn from your sister. Now, my thing then, all these, all these wonderful influences, let's take me to the journey of teenagehood. So as a teenager and then to adulthood, how did that shape and what were you like in that transition? As a teenager, like what yes. was I like as a teenager? Yes. <laughs> Smiled already. <laughs> oh, man. Let's as go. a teenager, oof, as a teenager, uh, I want to say that I was a good person, but what is good? What is a good person, <laughs> oh, right? <stop> it. <laughs> what is What does that mean? Stop it. Um, I was, I was a fair person. I was a fair person. I wouldn't say I was a good person. I was a fair person, meaning that, you know, uh, I tried to have a, I had a certain level of, of integrity and honor about myself, but good is a stretch, you know, bad is a stretch. Cause I also wouldn't say I was a bad person, but I did things that were both good and bad. And so I think as an adult, um, or as a kid, I learned from there not to associate um, I, I, le- I learned that a little going into adulthood, not to not to read, not to beat myself too much about the bad things I've done and um, or the good things I've done. You have people saying, oh, but I did a lot of good deeds. Doesn't make you a good person. There's a lot of people that do great things, yeah. but are terrible people and a lot of people who do bad things, some bad things, but are actually great people. So I realized that um, every day I wake up, I have the choice to change that. So um, I was getting in a lot of trouble. I mentioned that. And when I did a, a podcast interview, and I don't have children, but the closest I have to a child is like when my, my little brother Brandon was born and I was like, I got to change my life around. I can't uh, okay. expect him to be a, uh, a, a, a member of society, a productive member. If I'm, you know, I was doing a lot of nonsense, you know what I'm saying? And the only thing that ever kept me from going to me way off was my family. I was worried about, you know, I didn't want to shame them or whatever. So I started to, you know, when like I said, when he was born, I was like, I got to I got to get my life in order. And then I started to just get my life in order a little bit more and more. And um, part of getting my life in order meant becoming a different person. So I was pretending in the beginning, you know, I was pretending to be a person who was who was on time and was on, who okay. was doing the right things. And, you know, because it wasn't a natural thing. You know, I was very mischievous and I was um, I'm still a bit of a rule breaker. I like to break rules. Um, I still, ha- that hasn't changed. Like um, people call it disruptor now. You know, that's yeah. a nice way to say disruptor, it. Yeah. I'm a disruptor. Yeah, I'm a disruptor. I was a, <laughs> misch- I was a mischief maker. You know, a good guy, decent guy, but mischief maker means like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push the, the management, whoever's in charge, I was going to make it your life difficult because I'm going to question you and your authority. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't know where that energy comes from. Um, they say it's disruption. So I'll say that I'm a disruptor, right? That's the new phrase. So I'm a, I was a disruptor. And um, what I learned from from finally figuring out that th- that role gets you but so far, that sure. constant pushing the system for the f- for the point for the simple fact of pushing the system wasn't doing me any good um so i had to figure out a way in which to get my life together and that started by like i said it started by becoming somebody else so at first it's not really you know it's a it's an act Mm. it's a it's a it's a charade it's a shiraz they say right and as you start to you know 
you start to feel, oh, yo, people actually respect me. People actually, you know, um, want my opinion. Then, you know, you're encouraged to keep going. And before you know, you become that person. So I am still that person yes. from before, but I am different because this is part of me. If you've done anything for years or more than 10 years, it becomes part of you. So you ever watch those movies where the person pretends to be a cop or they pretend to be something else and then they end up being the real thing? I mean, yeah. I thought I was pretending so that my little brothers would never see me do anything crazy, but I actually became that person for real because something more powerful happened. Um, my niece said this to me. Um, she said, you, 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 you have a lot of children. She told me I have a lot of children. Being okay. that there are people in the world that see me and, and they're my children. So I have a lot of children um, in terms of, and I was like, wow, because I was thinking, I was thinking at the time as long, I'll, 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 I'll behave this way until they're old enough to be good guys. And then I could go back to the way I used to be. <laughs> Not thinking that I was going to change for real. Like I said, it really, I'm thankful for that because, you know, if not for that, who knows? Who knows what I would have, wow. you know, become. So I'm thankful. So I, that's a, that's an example. I could give my brother the credit. He he changed me because I saw that I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want him to be the guy that I was. So that's. I love what your niece said. You have yeah. a lot of children. Yeah, and he's Kemi. She's smart. That's a yeah, shout out to Kemi. She's very wise. She's a she's a fashion designer. Very wise, very wise young lady indeed. Yes. And you know, the power in that is beyond just the st statement. It just goes to show that it's a reminder that people look up to you irrespective of what you're doing. That there are mm -hmm. people there that you're influencing directly. And sometimes it could be, become a burden where people are like, well, I'm not living for anyone else. I'm just doing me. But at the same time, there's also a sense of honor in that knowing that you can genuinely positively impact and influence someone's life and it takes me on to this question now how has it been looking back over the years the areas you said that i know that we talked about it briefly you mentioned how for your niece you were looking for your niece for your younger brother you had to kind of start changing yourself because you wanted to be a better example to him how has that now panned out in terms of how you then work with young people do you work with, do you still work with, for example your younger brother what are you giving back in terms of helping them along the journey through manhood or how does that look like or what would you encourage people to do well but you have you have you have little brothers yes i've got a younger brother very how old 10 years gap 10 years gap he's 10 years yeah. younger than you 10 years younger than me so i'll put it this way so my mission in life um eight my years, journey eight years, sorry eight years, eight years okay so my journey in life has taken me to the point where the best advice or the vet, I had, I did a room about this the other day in clubhouse and it was like, are you, um, you could either be an example for them to follow or the lesson to avoid. So I give them the example to follow what they, what they follow is totally up to them. Um, I, I put it out. Like even when some people, there was a friend that said to me, associate, I'll say, he said, you know, you're always bragging about what you do and putting this online. And I thought it was so funny because I'm talking about my business. I'm not putting up sneakers. And I thought about what he said. And I said, it's not bragging. It's, I'm influencing. I'm trying to, you know, motivate. Like there's people, if you, you have a younger brother, motivation doesn't look like, hey, brother, let me talk to you about how you could change your life. All they hear is wah, 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 wah. So the only way 
that I can really like get to them is show them that they can have whatever they want if they apply themselves. And how do I do that? By living it. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I have this quote that I, I don't know where I, where I got it from or did, but so who said it, but somebody had a quote, it said, practice what you post. <laughs> So whatever you posting on the social media, right. practice it. There's plenty of people on social media talking this one way and they're not doing anything. And I'm not talking about anything business wise. I'm talking about who you are, how you live in yeah. the real world. How do you move? And so the only way I can show my little brothers who sometimes we don't talk on the phone as much, none of them, we don't really talk that much. And, and so I, I use the platform, the platforms that I'm on, like this, this conversation, they, they might listen to it um, and I'm talking to them indirectly. Everything that I do is for them. And if not for them, for somebody else's child or someone else's daughter, or even sometimes for myself, maybe I'll go back and listen to this and I'll be like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense for me. Sometimes the advice is for me or for you. You know what I'm saying? It's not always for who we intend it to be for, but it's going to the reflection of it. Right. Um, and when I think of of, of, your, of your question it is what are we going to do to motivate ourselves right but what does that look like to somebody else right okay. and the only control we have over is how we move ourselves once you forget about how somebody's going to interpret it do i think my little brother's going to watch this and the and the the clouds are going to open up i do not i do this because it is a way in which it encourages me to get out of bed every day that I can do things like this, talk to people like you from around the, the world. And, and um, um, we have some similarities in terms of how we view things. We might have some differences, but these conversations are important and we can't leave it up to the person who we think should do it. Someone says, well, what do you think about this person? And, when, and I don't like to think about this person who I'm never gonna have a conversation with. You can call me, I can call you, we can have conversations. Why do I care about what this one or that one thinks or what this politician or what this celebrity thinks. I, I don't care what those people think. I'm in the business of, as, as a pastor would say, saving souls. So I don't worry about, about where, what level of souls you have control over or you can save. I, I know that my voice is powerful. And if I'm intentional with how I understand stuff, so you can't get, you can't get power behind your voice because you can speak well. You have to do the work on yourself and you can't do that work if you are trying to be something that you're not. So I don't try to, be, I just, like I said, in the beginning, I am me. I am, I am as a man, I, I'm, I just, that's just what I'm, you just be it. You don't try to live it. You, you be it. And when you are something, you never have to say of how strong a man you are, how weak a man you are. Am I, am I an alpha male? Am I a whatever it is, I'm omega male? Yeah, I am me. Yeah. <laughs> I am me and I'm ever evolving. I'm ever changing. And I want to, I want to reach people, but I also want to make sure that I'm good too. Cause I got to make sure that I'm okay. You know, like when you're in the airplane to tell you, you know, adjust your own oxygen mask before worrying about other people's oxygen mask, because you're out here trying to help everybody else, but you're dying. Your family's dying. Work on your stuff first. So I work on my stuff first. It is, it is both selfish, but it's also very giving because mm. in my helping and posting my stuff, if that encourages somebody that they can do it, then, then cool. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. That's brilliant. I, I'm just here making notes whilst you're speaking. 
and I, I, I was writing down you said you can either be an example or I didn't catch the last part of that you can be an example to follow or a lesson to avoid You know what? I could have that on a frame right now, and that would be a great example to remember every single day. That's amazing. You can either be an example to follow on or a lesson to avoid. Yeah, I mean, we avoid. <sighs> listen, we avoid a lot of. So much you know, you, listen, we avoid. I gave an example also that I avoid. There's some people in my life that when they say don't, they say don't ever be like me. They tell you don't ever be like me, Glenn. And I'm like, man, that's powerful. Someone saying don't ever not don't don't do this thing that I did. Don't be like me at all. Nothing about me is great. Mm. Crazy. So I decided I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that lesson for everybody. But hey, don't be like me. Hey, don't be like me. <laughs> Why not just be the example of what you want people to be instead of telling people, you know, because you're setting your bar way low, way low. That's such a powerful thing to tell somebody. But I have people tell me that in my life, don't ever be like me. And I'm like, Jesus, what are you doing? Like, what, what is it about your life that, that, that you are unredeemable, that you can't change something? And it's also, to me, it's also a bit of a cop-out because you're not dead, right? So why don't you change right now so that you can be something that people can be proud of if you have children? Like, I push parents, same thing. You know, you're telling you, get education. Hey, don't be like me. Don't get your education. Why don't you go back and get your education? Because it's easy to tell somebody else to do it. Oh, you're younger and you have. A, no, you did your life. You had your fun. This is my time. I do what I want with my time. That's my, my biggest issue is people telling other people what to do with their time. I don't tell anybody to do with their time. Do whatever you want. But but one thing I will say. It, be accountable for the life that you have because you did what you wanted. I'm I'm happy with the life that I have doing the things that I, you know, that I did or didn't do. Like I I'm starting to own it now. Like when I, like if I have a, if I have a shitty job or I have, I don't have any money in my pocket, I start looking at the days. What did I sacrifice to be in a better place? What are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to, to, to not get the 11th pair of Jordans and start your company? Or are you going to buy that 11th pair so you can make Michael and smile and Nike even more rich and their family they're already they're they're whoever whoever whoever's a part of that 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 company owns so much at this point. When are you gonna put your hat in the ring? When are you gonna start your business? When are you gonna start your Nike? You can't start your Nike following that. I guarantee you they're not gonna wear your stuff. <laughs> Are you wearing this stuff? I don't listen, but if somebody listen, if somebody's watching this and they're thinking, oh well, you know, you, you can't I I never was I never wore logos that much until I started my own business. I never was big on it. Um, I just don't see the point of it. People look like billboards. The, the designs are getting bigger and bigger and people are so proud to represent this company. And all those are people's family names that you are building legacies and And then you say, well, why are, why are we in this situation? And when I say we, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, we, whoever the we are. So whoever you your we are, and that could be, anybody anybody who describes yourself as well we right when you say we because you won't speak for me you speak for yourself when you say you why you're in the situation because we you know people do that and you know i'll be honest I, i'll say black people when somebody says we as black people i'm like no say you as a black person you do this don't put me in the ring with you because mm. you don't know me and i don't know you so that That's we it. people say well you know what i meant when i say we no 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 don't we mean nothing 
because you can't speak for me. They can't speak for you. Generalizations is what's killing people. Oh, because generalizations of everything is well, you know, as a black man, I. No, I don't want to know what you think as a black man. I want to know how do you think? Because you and me are, are both black, right? Can you tell me what I'm going to say next? Because <laughs> we that last I checked, that little umbilical cord behind my brain, <laughs> we've we from the mothership is no longer linked. Listen, there's things that you can assume and you can say. And you know what the thing is? Because when I I get into a lot of situations, people when I mention so they they tell me they know that I know what they mean. I'm gonna tell you. The only way you're going to ever get me to not to dis, to not disagree with you, if you just say, in my opinion or in my experience, can you just put that in front of your thing? In my experience as a black man, this happened. That's his experience. I'll sit there. Interesting experience. In my opinion as this, I think women are blank. In my opinion as a woman, I think men are once again, it's your opinion. And now you went from turning this thing into a fact. All men are this. All women are this. All black men think this. You you figured out a way to 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 put it through your little lens and perspective, because you whatever happened to you in your life, whatever you have. I'm not discounting that. But why don't we just keep it on ourselves? Why do we have to bring everybody into it? We need to stop doing this and we need to get more people in our community and we you need to do that. Hmm, start with you. What are you going to because you can't make we do anything right. I can't make you decide that this is a priority for you and it's not. I have to focus if it's a priority for me, Glenn's going to work on it and I'm going to get like minded individuals together and we're going to work on it. Not we as a collective all together in the same thing. Life doesn't work that way. That's. That's mind blowing. I know I'm definitely going to be watching this episode back and back. I haven't been able to make all the notes I wanted and just made a page worth of notes, but it's still not enough. One thing I'm really interested in understanding what I hope everyone's really been taking some time to take this in because this is why I said it's going to have a lot of great value because not only are these topics associated to men, it's topics associated to everyone where everyone can learn. I love what you talk about in terms of being able to practice what you post the post um the phrase that you said because i think we're also in a time where a lot of people aren't taking time to just examine themselves you know you say love yourself and do all of these things you see people posting all of these things and they don't practice it enough so my thing is in terms of we've talked about it two days ago you talk um you talk about the fact that you love learning things you always you're a student and a teacher that's what you mentioned so if you you like to share what you have, what you have knowledge of, but you also gain skills. One of the things if people may, people may not know about you is the fact that you give yourself a task to learn a certain, um, certain variety of skill sets with nunchucks, um, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Listen, I told you I was going to bring it up. <laughs> right, I right. find it, I really find it amazing because this is something that whilst too many people they may say well it's just you know he's just learning someone's just acquiring little skills it's not little skills for me it's the discipline and the diligence behind it so guys i know if you're listening now or watching you may be saying what's chinadim talking about go to his page glenn graham go to his page i'm <laughs> going to put in the description you understand this and you probably say what has this got to do with manhood or fatherhood or anything like that for me i find it so inspiring when i see people commit to doing things for themselves not just because 
I know you said in the future you want to showcase that, but doing something for yourself, for example, people that take a book to read about relationships, people that take a book or take time to understand their mental health or understand things about themselves, people that take a time to learn a skill like you're doing. And for me, I want you to just share with them what brought about the desire to learn a new skill every now and then with um, weapons and things like that. Mm, man, that's a long road, but I'll try to make it short as possible. No so part of the part of the road, right? Part of the road to learning, inquiring new skills is you mentioned it. You touched on it. Discipline. Yeah. Um, I realized how long I wanted to learn how to use nunchucks. I had to be a child. The first time I seen somebody use a pair of nunchucks on somebody else for self-defense. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into details what happened, but just just say it was quick. And it was fast and it was done right and i said oh i want to learn how to use that so i went out and i told my father that i wanted back in the day you can buy nunchucks um and there was this website that was selling not a website it was no it was no website what am i talking about it wasn't websites <laughs> it was like a it was in a magazine right where you can you can send them the okay. money and they send you and i don't know if anybody who's watching this remembers the time how old are you i mean i'm 25 no, 25 so, so you're not gonna you won't remember this. That's how I'm just smiling. <laughs> this is before the internet. So you could you could mail away and get a pair of ball bearing metal nunchucks. I mean, that would break bone. My father saw those and he said, absolutely not. You're not ordering those at all. Okay. He said, but he told me that he would, I can go to the, there was a little, there was an Asian spot in my neighborhood. Okay. We went down there and they happened to have plastic ones, hard plastic. So I didn't want hard plastic, but he was like, that's all you're getting. You're not getting these bar barbarian ones that are metal. You'll kill yourself. Mm. And thankfully that he, 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 <laughs> thankfully to my father, he didn't let me get the metal ones yeah. because I was playing around with them. I didn't really learn how to use them. And I smacked my myself in the head with these hard plastic nunchucks and I never picked them up again. Uh, I've been scared to death of them wow. for years. I never touched them again. Like I, I just didn't do anything with them. Right. So then, um, the pandemic hit now, mind you, this was probably, I might've been when last time I picked up a pair of nunchucks, I was probably, um, maybe 10 years old. Right. So we're talking about close to 40 years later. Right. Mm. I pick up these nunchucks. Um, I, I knew at this point to, for my first lesson to not buy hard plastic, not wood. I went and bought practice nunchucks, the foam ones. Okay. And I started doing some of the things, the figure eights and some of the stuff that I used to do when I was a kid before I whacked myself in the head with them. And the beautiful thing about now that wasn't happening then is back in the day, you had to go to a school and learn from somebody or learn from some guy in the street how to do nunchucks. Advance the YouTube generation. Come on. YouTube has a bunch of videos and I just started watching videos and people started sending me videos because I started posting my progress. And people started sending me, I bet you can't do this. I bet you can't do that. And so everything they posted, I made a list of the things. I just went down the list, started learning how to do them. Then I learned nunchucks. Then I was like, what else can I learn? And then it's been, I decided to do like a weapon every few months, different ones mm. I want to learn. So I started making a list. So nunchuck was at my highest. That was my goal. I achieved it. And then I was like, what about if I learned something else? So, so the, the idea behind it also you said what makes me want to do it also is the idea that one self-defense is something that um, I don't mention a lot, but I think 
self-defense for men and women are very, it's very, very important. Um, and some people say, well, what if the person has a gun? Well, if the person has a gun, you know, nothing you can do about that. But what happens is I know in the, in legally in the state, right? There's things that you can carry. When I was growing up, I had every and everything. I won't get into what I had on me when I was a kid hmm. or I was a young man, but I will say this. When I decided to change my life around, I still was into weapons, but I started to look at the law and what could I carry. So even when I wanted to buy nunchucks, they were um, real ones. Unfortunately, they were illegal because the whole Bruce Lee craze, they were illegal in, in my state, in New York, in New York so City. So that was more state, dangerous than carrying. Oh, OK. It was illegal. You couldn't carry them. And in 2018, they overturned uh, the ruling was overturned. And I found out that you could. So right before the pandemic, before about a year or so before, I found out, I saw an article that said it was overturned that carrying nunchucks was legal and I could carry them. I said, oh, now that was even more reason to learn how to use them because for me, they're more, for me, more practical than having a knife. It created a distance between you and an attacker. And also um, it's just, it's, it's a more humane way, I think. Um, if you stab somebody, there's a good chance they might die. Nunchucks, you got a good chance that, you know, you might have a concussion, but at least you'll live, right? So I, I, I'm very much, like I tell you, like my sister learning from my sister about, about when she cried for that girl. I think about even though if, I'm, if, if, if somebody's attacked me, I'm thinking about my health, but I'm also thinking about them as well. It might have just been a bad decision they made, and I'm not looking to kill somebody. You know, that's just my, you know, people have their own, you know, beliefs. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to protect myself. So I'll do what I got to do to protect myself and no more, no less. I'm not going to go over and kill you because you attacked me, but I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to match the ferociousness that you're coming at me with. So if you're running at me with deadly intent, I move with deadly intent. If mm. it's not deadly intent, you can't approach everything the same way. So I have different situations require different measures of, of, um, of, you know, dealing with things. Response. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. You said something interesting, and again, I'd love, we talked about it on the phone a few days ago. The area of self-defense, more so specifically how men stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. I want us to get into that because we talked about, you brought up the issue how how boys and girls are raised growing up, things that are mm -hmm. reinforced, behaviors that are reinforced are different from how girls, the things that are taught to girls, for example, even though we didn't mention this example, for example, the idea of, you know, don't cry, you're a man, you know, stand up for yourself, don't mm. don't act like a kid, don't act like a, unfortunately, I, I don't mean this, but when people say, don't act like a girl, don't yeah. be crying like a girl, things like that really get into some guys and it, it really traps them in a place of, I can't express myself, I can't speak up. And yeah. it's, it's so important to, for us to start dismantling a lot of these things that put people down and if you'd like if, you, if you're okay to share it we talked about this two days ago how yeah you had a situation at work your place of work and how that kind of got you in a place where you had to yeah no worries resume yeah so you talked about in your workplace how you had some situation i'd like you to get into it how you had a situation that happened at work where Okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know right. how to break into that, but I'd love you to talk about it because I believe this is something where 
some men still go through it but don't know how to speak up for themselves in situations like that right so we were talking the other day when you first um asked me to do this and you and you mentioned you, you mentioned the, the phrase toxic masculinity and yeah. you talked about how how why some men feel they have to act a certain way and women act a different way and i think that i mentioned before that i think it's learned behavior but i gave you an example of how some of the people who say you know they want you to speak up as a man you can cry you can do this yeah um they don't really mean it people say it like i've heard women say their, their boyfriend cry oh he's acting like a little b or whatever and i'm like oh but you want people to be express themselves right That's but you it. but when they do they're acting like a oh, buddy's such a big guy and like big men don't have feelings like we don't have feel like we can't cry we can't so i gave an example um that i was thinking of where i was um i was sexually harassed at a job that i was at by this by this like really gross lady um yeah very gross lady and you know and, and and what happens is she came to a counter i was doing sales she came to my counter i helped her a few times and and she thought there was chemistry there was no chemistry there um yeah. she 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 propositioned me i told her no multiple times you know the day before she came back to my job only would speak to me right and this time she came back and she started to you know offer me things you know what i mean like very and I was like, you know what? Look, you know, I'm working. No, thank you. I'm not interested. You know, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Doesn't matter. I'm not interested in you at all. It's like it's it's not has nothing to do with me having a girlfriend or not. I'm not interested in you. Not interested in your proposal. Whatever. She kept going on and on. So I moved away from the counter. She followed me to the other side of the counter. And so at this point, um, I said, you know what? I I logged out of my machine. I went to the back and I told the management. This is protocol, right? Yeah. It, they tell you if, if a customer is being a certain way, you, you need to tell us about it so that, you know, I can, you know, we can get it under, under, you know, under wraps. And so I went to report this lady and um, uh, I'm telling the, the, the manager, there was three managers in the back. They all bust out laughing. Oh, a big man like you, you can't handle that woman. Ha 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 ha. You're scared of that. You're scared of that lady, Glenn. Like joking about it. And I said to them, oh, I said, so if, if a woman came back here and they reported this, you know, you would be Johnny on the spot. But now because I'm important, I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go into the lunchroom and I'm going to go sit in there and I'll come out when she's gone. And I, and then, and then when I'm finished eating, I'm going to also take a trip down to HR and see what they think about it. Mm -hmm. And then and then everybody got on top of it. They went, you know, they went, they they put her with somebody else and then they my manager came to the back he spoke to me and, and he said you know you know hey you know sorry about that you know it wasn't that it was just you know and i said no, you know she's gone and you could come out when you're ready i said yeah i'll come out when i feel up to it so <laughs> i milked it for another yeah. you know, i milked it for a good 20 40 minutes back there and then i came out and you know that was it now my issue with this whole situation right is if i would have went you know, I would have went nuts and been like, listen, you know, and I would, I could, I, listen, people do that. I know how to talk in the street. I know how to defend myself. My point is that I'm representing a company and I'm yeah. thinking, this is my thought. I'm thinking that the company wants me to behave in a professional manner. The people there, the customers can't always be right. Mm. Like that lady should not have been allowed to stay in the store. She was harassing me, right? She should have been given a warning. And if, and if she did it again, she should be put out. Don't you know she did it to somebody else? She did it to two of until they finally banned her. My point is, 
I've seen it. And I'll give you an example. Something happened similar to one of my friends at the job. This was a young lady and um, another customer, this very gross guy, very vile dude, um, you know, and, and funny thing, this guy was a reporter. <laughs> so this is a reporter for, you know, for a TV. Right. So he he was a he was come He was a customer. And I remember one day I saw him, you know, following this this lady and my job from, you know, she from from place to place, you know, putting up his hand, you know, putting it up on the you know, how guys are trying to talk and trying to be smooth. And I, I, I made I went in her area to just make eye contact with her and she looked nervous. And she said, oh, there he is right there. And she pointed at me. And so he came he came over to me and he said, hey, 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 let me ask you a question. Is that your lady? Is that, is that your woman? Because she said that, that you're her boyfriend. That's why she won't give me right. her number. And I said to him, I said, what did she tell you? And he said, I, she told me that that you're her, you're her man, but I don't believe her. I think she's making that. Is that your lady? I said, I'm going to put it this way, bro. I said... The fact that a woman is telling you that I'm her man and you don't believe that is true, which is none of your business, by the way, but that should be a, a that should be a, a hint to you that she's not interested in you. So I said, I want you to do me a favor, pretend like I'm her boyfriend and stop talking to her. Don't disrespect her again. And he was like, oh, no, I just wanted to know. Be you got your answer. Do you need help with something? And so I, I helped him with his, you know, I helped him with his order you know, and he was trying to make small talk with me and all this other nonsense. And I was already done with him. You know, I was like, I was literally like, you know, this is the type of person, you know what I mean? That, I mean, the way he was on, the way he was getting close to this lady, like it was cringeworthy. It was very uncomfortable for me to watch. And it was also disrespectful that you won't take, she's a grown lady. She said, I'm not interested in you. You couldn't take that. She had to lie and say that I'm her boyfriend. And you still coming to the guy who, what kind of, what kind of person are you? So that's why, that's why it's very difficult when we talk about, about what a man is and what a man isn't. I don't know who, I don't know who, who, um, who this guy gets his lessons from, but he might think that that's, that's manhood, that you take what you want, that, you know, that if the lady needs a little bit of encouragement, and talk, I don't know what he thinks, but my point is he doesn't represent me. And I think that that's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm reluctant sometimes to say certain things because if I wouldn't have seen that, and I know it exists, right? But I never seen that level, like he what he was doing with that lady, the way he was on top of her, damn near, was I remember how the lady made me feel. She wasn't even doing that much, and I felt uncomfortable. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I could imagine you trying to do your damn job, and you got this person, and then you know the also other thing about her situation is she wasn't she was new. And she wasn't in a union, right? So okay. she's worried about her job. So, you know, imagine how many people are at a job and and they don't say something because they're afraid because they might lose their job. Because like I said, this, this guy spends money. He's a reporter. He's, you know what I mean? And, 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 and he's doing this in plain sight, in plain sight of everybody. And, and nobody's doing anything about it. So that's my issues. Honestly, after we had that conversation, it got me thinking so much and mm -hmm. just thinking about how many voices haven't been heard or how many people haven't been supported in expressing their voice. This is why I was even more excited. We spoke about it after our call that I was looking forward to having you on the podcast because that story alone, and <clears throat> please, please, guys, if you're listening and this is you, 
it's okay to go speak to someone about it because I believe that there are still some people that are dealing with some childhood traumas, some sort of mm-hmm. sexual abuse, harassment, something like that people haven't talked about. It's okay to go deal with it. It's okay to start addressing it now because sometimes it really directs people's behavior and people's lives. Fortunately for you, you were more mature to the point where you were able to tackle it in the best way possible. And I say this to a lot of young people because I've been I've had the chance to mentor some young boys in, across the schools I've worked in. Some of their stories are crazy. Mm. And you think to yourself, well, this is new. And you find something else that's new. So it really hits home in the sense that I've seen some young men go through things like this. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you. If I know we have female ladies listening. And guys, please encourage don't don't allow guys to act a certain way because it's what men do like you said there's no there's no point in saying certain your dominance and all of those things whilst making someone else uncomfortable or yeah. the idea that you're a big man you should handle it these are things that i, I just i'm it gets onto me when people don't re- wake up to the fact that these things need to change so it's right. It's. I'm so. I appreciate you. But, 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 but you. But you. Um. What you said that it, it kind of circles back to you. You started out. We talked about self defense. So mm. the other piece of it is also that's why I'm a big proponent of self defense for for women and men, not just men, not just women, women and men, because part of it is the old society believes that it's a man's job to take care. You know, because I have friends like you know I t- I tell them stuff that I buy for my girlfriend. You know. And the, and the self-defense stuff that I teach her. Why does your lady need to know that? You're going to be there. And I was like, no, I won't always be there. How do you know when she's attacked? Who, who will be where? So those are real situations. And I want her to have everything at her disposal. Not just her, my, my other friends as well. I want them to be able to protect themselves. Like part of self-defense, and this is something I, I shared with a young man the other day. He told me he was jumped by a bunch of kids in front of his girlfriend. And and one of the questions I asked him was, you know, where did it happen? And he told me, oh, it happened in this area. And I was like, what were you doing over there? And he goes, oh, I was visiting a friend. You, do you live in that area? No. I was like, I know that area. Don't go in that area. I wish somebody would have told me that. <laughs> it's so simple. He yeah. was like, hmm, don't go in that area. And um, yeah, don't go in that area. And if you have friends in that area, why don't you meet, have them meet you somewhere? And then also he told me he wanted to learn how to fight. And I said, Hey, I would love to teach you. And I do plan on teaching him some to use some types of, you know, things. But I said, part of learning how to fight is learning how to avoid fights. The people that fight the most cannot fight at all. That's why they always want to fight because they always want to prove how tough they are. People that can fight don't go looking for fights normally. By the way, let me just say normally. Normally, I understand. The ones who look for fights usually don't have a clue of how to fight at all. And they think, that if they get mad enough, if they get angry enough, they're going to get this superhuman strength and everything's going to be okay. Here's what's going to happen. Your your vision is clouded. Your mind is clouded because you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand that I could beat the crap out of somebody and my heart rate will not elevate, not the slightest, maybe an excitement only. You can't say that. Some people can't do that because they can't differ. They can't, they can't separate the fact that you know, somebody, you know, you ever see people get all excited. They have to get all riled up before they can do. I've seen a lot of people do that. And then the other person is already planning the attack. I saw a guy doing that one day. No lie. God chopped him right in his throat. 
with his with his with his with his hand. He just chopping his throat because the guy was was yelling and screaming and and um and carrying on and and looking this way and that way. And he wasn't focused. And and he was bigger. He was the bigger guy too. It wasn't like he was a small guy. But the other guy was just watching him and he attacked first. And that was it. That was the end of it. By the time this guy got his win, the other guy was long gone. And I just think about, you know, when I think of self-defense for men or women, the beautiful thing about teaching a woman and why a woman, I encourage it. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you want some, um, I, I have a couple of items I would suggest to you as a woman uh, or as a man to have. Um, two th- a bunch of things I, I could tell you. So the first thing would be self-defense is awareness. That's the first thing. People mistake and they think it's a weapon. Self-defense is awareness. Be aware of your surroundings. That means that when you're out and about, I know we have these fancy little phones. I know that whatever you're doing is is um, is, is important United Nation news that you have to do right in the moment and no matter where you're at. Newsflash. When you're going home, watch where you're going, man or woman. Know what's on the street. Notice the cars that are there. Notice the people that are in the neighborhood, right? Know who lives on your block. You don't have to talk to them, but know who they are. Some people make the mistake of looking down and not looking people in the face. Make eye contact. Make eye contact. Look at people. Know who's know who know how long. Like there was a, a situation where my sister, one of my um, sisters, told me there was a guy who had followed her multiple times, and then she found she saw him in three different locations, um, and that's how she was able to figure out this guy was following her, stalking her. So people stalk you. That's the first thing. Um, the other thing is. Um, your hands. What do you have in your hands? Right? So people always want to have and do multitask. So you have a bag here. You got your phone in this hand. Instantly, you're going home. You got a rifle for your keys. Both your hands are just, you know, they're, they're like my girlfriend will tell you one of the, one of the arguments me and my girlfriend have, we walking together is she likes to hold my hand and I don't like to hold her hand in the street. And she's like, why not? I said, I, I need one hand free at least. Oh, wow. So, so she's always wants to hold the dominant hand. And I'm like, well, if you want to hold my hand, hold this hand. And she's like, why do you do that? Because I got to be able to respond if something happens. So, so let me have this hand. So, so now she knows. So now we're, we're working a certain time of night. She doesn't hold my hand at all. And I'm like, thank you. Because I need to be able to react quickly if I need to. The other thing is avoiding, like looking around is avoiding potential problems. That means if you see something happen, it may have nothing to do with you. Don't keep walking through. I have friends that tell me, well, I don't want to walk around the other way. Ah, that's too much. That's their problem. I, you walk right in the middle of something. So so being aware of your surroundings. Um, and then the fourth thing would be also having something to protect yourself, right? That's the other thing. Have something to protect yourself. People say keys. Like there's this great little um, stun gun that I use that I don't use it, but I have. And because it's legal in my state, so find out if it's legal in your state first before Definitely you purchase not in anything. The UK. It's not. It's not legal. Okay. Not in the well, UK. mine. Yeah, mine is legal, and so it's very small. It fits in the palm of your hand, lets off a nice, nice charge. Don't use it on someone's neck unless you really want to put them down because it's very powerful. Okay. Um, and um, be aware, and you know, be aware of 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 how of something that you can have and use that, you know you can have on you that's legal in your state or in your country. Don't go buying stuff and don't know because you get in trouble like that. So hopefully I, I covered that. Yeah, you definitely. You definitely played a part of the teacher right there. You call yourself a teacher and a student. <laughs> student I, and teacher. 
honestly, I'm, I'm taking notes down. So I've got self-defense is awareness. What do you have in your hands? Make sure your hands are empty. Um, you've got a free hand, being aware of your surroundings and acquire tools. But it's this has been a lesson, lesson 101 of everything. I, I've, I've loved every single minute of it. And I really appreciate you just being so raw with everything you say, being transparent because that's what we need more of. And Glenn, I know I've said it before, but thank you so much for coming on. I understand thank the you time so much. difference. It means a lot. It means a lot being here. No, thank you. And if I could just like my, my parting thoughts on this is because um, I know we talked about a few different things, but we started out with. Um, so I'll bring it back full circle. The first yeah. thing you you were asking me about, like what a man is. Right. And yeah. this is for anybody listening, you know, define it for yourself. Stop letting people define, you know, what it is that you are man or woman, like what a relationship is for you is different like people find themselves inside of things doing things that other people think they should do whether your parents told you that whether you picked it up from somebody else start asking questions why is that ask ask somebody why why do you think that way and and if they can't respond in a in a in a, in a well thought out manner if it's just just listen to me because i know better then you maybe do something different because if you start to look at the people that give you all of this advice Right. Who wrote written books, um, who've done all these uh, amazing works. And then you realize that they're a work in progress and what they're giving you, imparting on you is just their opinion. It might be a strong, well out opinion. It might be a strong theory. But at the end of the day, it is just that an opinion. And so I didn't want to start out the conversation um, telling you what a man is and um, enforcing it. Um, and putting another list of rules and parameters of what a man is to somebody who respects and likes me and says, Glenn says that, so it must be true. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, find out what a man is for you. Nobody can teach you how to be a man. Nobody can teach you how to be a woman because it's going to keep changing. And I just want you to be happy with what, define it how you want to define it. You know, like is a man somebody who makes all the money and pays for everything is a woman or pump somebody who cooks all of the food and makes sure that she rears the children is that what it is to you then that's what it is for you that's not my understanding and definition of it is for me it's changing and i've seen women do amazing things i've seen women who who want to pursue their business career and i've seen people say oh my god it's so sad that you know somebody said to me um i read this quote and she said what is it what is it a woman um what do you call a, a su successful woman who has a business but no husband? A successful woman. A successful woman. Yeah. That's it. The same thing what you call a man. Same thing. The mm -hmm. fact that people are trying to shame people into what they think they should be is that's for them. Like, I don't care. You could say whatever you want about me. You could say what, what you think. Many people told me what a man is and was a man. Women have told me, men have told me, they've told me what a man is supposed to do and what he, and, and he's supposed to do. And, and I'll tell you this, that is their biggest prison. The way they think that the world is supposed to be based on their experience and everybody should follow it. That's what keeps them, you know, upset. And um, I'm not going to subscribe to it. But if you want to, then you can. But just know, last thought, is that you're free to do what you want. It's your life, you know, your situation. Why don't you own it? Own and embrace it. You had to leave with a nice line right there, didn't you? <laughs> you, got, you got to give that to me again. You're free to do what you want. It's your life. It's your life. Um, 
I don't know. I think I said own it, embrace it. I don't know. But no, something well, I, like that. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely <laughs> gonna extract that part of it. But thank you so oh, much man. once again. So to the listeners and the viewers, what's the best way to get in contact with you and what are the different channels they can get a hold of you on? The best way to get in contact with me is what the best way that that you like to communicate. Um, because I could say find me on Clubhouse, I could say I'm on Instagram. But whatever you see me on, I'm I'm the same person. So it doesn't matter where you contact me. If if right. you approach me in a respectful manner, I'll respond. If you don't, um, that's going to be my response. I won't respond. So if you respond to me respectfully, like how you did, yeah. uh, I'm going to respond to you, or I'm not, or I'm not going to respond to you. But mostly, most of the people that that reach out to me that that's not asking me to buy Bitcoin or anything like that, I respond to them. <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> so, so let me put that out there. So, don't talk, don't call me about, don't reach out to me about Bitcoin, anything that you have it that you want me to help me mine it. I don't want to know nothing about it. That <laughs> <laughs> just came from nowhere. I don't know, but it's, it, it is crazy. People keep like, I don't know what the hell is going on. People keep trying. I two things people do. Last thing, people either either approach me about Bitcoin or. <laughs> Or it's it's um wait it's either Bitcoin or or it's like some kind of rental property they want me to you know or or they want me to get followers, that's it. <laughs> or, or some hot lady wants to go on a date with me and she's only in town for for the night. <laughs> I did not expect that. Guys, by the way, this is not a promo for Bitcoin <laughs> or this promo of anything. No disrespect to Bitcoin. <laughs> Oh, wow. No, it's been an absolute joy. It's been an absolute joy. Guys, definitely, please, 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 please. I encourage you to go back, listen to this, share it with anyone and everyone, because like we said, all the issues and topics addressed here today, it's more than just for the guys, more than just for the women, it's more than just for the adults, more than just for the kids, it's for everyone that's able to listen or watch. And with that, thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you, man. It's been been real, man. Guys, definitely keep Keep an eye out. He's got a new um, a new skill he's going to be acquiring. <laughs> I, I finally found the pictures for it. So I'm not going to say what it is. But guys, if you want to you find... You can say it. You can say it if you want to. It's cool. If you want to. I think I... Because I forgot the name. <laughs> I forgot the name. <laughs> oh, it's a rope dart. Rope dart. A rope one. dart. Are you getting the actual metal end? Or are you getting a plastic? I have it. I already bought it. Yeah, I got it. Oh, okay. It's quite serious. Oh, it's very serious. All this stuff is very serious. Um, but don't worry, I'm moving very slowly. I, yeah. I want to be, yeah, I'm, I, I would I would suggest anybody going to pick up any type of martial art. Just just treat it with respect yeah. and, um, and stay out of the hospital. Absolutely, <laughs> guys. The, do you know what? I just recommend anyone that's listening to the podcast to go check out your Instagram page and check out the content you put out and get on the clubhouse room. Again, the clubhouse room is small room great value that's small room s-m-a-l-l room great value and oh and a podcast forget about the podcast the podcast is, the podcast is going to be nine five killers.com and um the, the instagram is nine five killers also on on instagram and then or you could do glenn graham 4.0 i'm on all of those reach out to me anywhere there and guys you know do whatever you want in life like don't let anybody define what you are here to do so have a great one. And thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you, you know, taking this time and and, and you just opening your platform and, 
and and just letting people express themselves like this is great I, I had a great time thank you thank you very much Thank you.